Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Episode 4 of Take 30 with Stephen Ercantalo, a new and inspired 30-minute chat with famous paranormal investigator Stephen Ercantalo. My name is Kevin Hartley, Stephen's co-host, and here we go, unscripted, with no boundaries. But yes, today we do have a topic, and tonight we're going to discuss breaking up is hard to do, or is it? We'll explore breaking up with our exes, chat about what the catalyst issues were and what the challenges were about initiating the breakup and closing the deal, how communications worked or didn't, second chances. Did you try that? Did you even give them? And so much more in 30 minutes of raw, unscripted, real talk. Because he is who he is in the public eye, he is a writer of a soon-to-be-released paranormal book about thoughts and concepts. He's creating a paranormal board game. He's sought after to speak and present at paranormal and horror conventions. Thought-leading and groundbreaking paranormal expert with a new TV show called Urban Legends of the Paranormal coming to Roku this fall. And in addition to the paranormal in this show particularly, we talk with Stephen about life, living, pop culture, music, movies, and more. He's my buddy. He's my friend. He's the guy we want to hear from. Stephen Ercantalo. How are you, man? I am very well, very well. Um, good. Yeah, I'm great. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this show. I'm feeling better than what I have been. I don't know if we talked about my my misery on air with the past few episodes. Everything's been kind of a blur, but but you know I've been in like a little funky thing, so, but I'm feeling better. Yeah, we all sort of go through some funkiness, and especially in these times, it's been a little bit crazy, and uh I think that's sort of what led us to this topic, uh, um, talking about breaking up with our exes. I mean, this has been a crazy time through COVID to maintain relationships, start relationships, break up relationships. And I guess we can sort of pre-announce that one of our future episodes, the next episode, is going to be about dating during this time. But today we're going to focus on breaking up. And, yeah, why don't you start, and I'll chime in and where we go because yeah it's been a funky time yeah um i mean uh, where to begin where to begin i think breaking up is you know i'm not really sure where to even begin with this topic i feel like it's oh man i had so much to say about this and now it's like well let me let me like, some like questions up is hard what's that i was gonna, oh, keep going i was gonna say i can pepper in some questions and uh and then we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do that. And then I'll and then roll with it. Well, I mean, I guess it's something that we all go through. I'm sure everybody's had a breakup at times. There's a few people out there who are still in love with their first love and it's it's going good. It's going well. That's great. Um what have been some of the sort of catalyst issues for you that compel the breakup? <laughs> Um, man, mainly cheating, I would have to say, or the, or the fact that you feel, you feel insecure as if the person is going to cheat or has planted that seed as if they are entertaining others. And I feel like if somebody is even entertaining somebody else and by sending a heart to somebody or, and I don't mean just anybody, I mean, like, cause with the way that I do things, like I send hearts to everybody, I'll do things, but it's also not in a sexual manner. However, let's just say that 
dudes that have an agenda are sending things to your girlfriend at the time and you're replying with hearts, but you know exactly what they're up to because you're not even friends with them. It's just some random person. That's an issue to me. And I feel like that right there right. will cause a, it's going to cause doubt. It's going to plant that seed. Yeah. I mean, it might not be full blown on. You guys had stacks and made out one on dates, but that is still a form of cheating. You're, you're, you're pretty much turning the, you unlock the door, you know, now all they got to do is put the hand on the hand on the doorknob, open it. And then it's up to you whether you let them in or not, but you pretty yeah. much unlock the door for them to do so. And I think that that's the biggest issue that I've always had is that. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, I mean, that's in a way flirting, right? And I think that's, it is, I would say, even in my experience, that's an onset from social media, but I would say even in the last, what, the 18, 19 month mark now with COVID, everybody was home a lot more. That's how people, people were communicating. And there's that, whether it's, you know, ranting and raving about politics or anything, everybody feels a little bit safer behind their computer to mm-hmm. sort of say things. And then there's all the misinterpretation that we've talked about in other shows before. And, you know, Oh, he sent me a heart. Oh my God, he must really love me. It's like, no, he just sent you a heart, but it, it and is I think a lot of it has to do with, agree with sir, like, cause like me, you know, being in, in like the limelight a little bit, it's more like, Oh, I really appreciate it. Da, 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 da. All my shit is public. Like you can go and see. It's not hidden on my phone. I'm not getting it in a text message. I'm not getting it in my DMs or PMs or whatever you want to call it, private message or message, all the same. You know what I mean? All the hearts and yeah. stuff that I post, they're replying to other people on a public page to where I'm not hiding it. And I feel like that's the difference right there. You can actually go, if I'm dating you, making it a public thing. So you have nothing to worry about. And if you do feel insecure or worried, well, then why don't you comment and watch different how I react to you compared to others? Because I've um, now, obviously, exes to do that. Like if you feel insecure, go comment and watch. I'm going to comment to yours and send kissy faces and do things a lot differently rather than just put a little emoji and a little fiery emoji or that 100 symbol flexing, you know? So me that's the difference and i've had plenty of growth at the time back like, oh well, you post hearts and you do this so yeah i post them you have them in your inbox and you're hiding them that right there is a huge difference to me and the fact that if you're with somebody like, like if i'm dating you and you have your ex constantly calling you constantly seeing you, that major everybody knows that when i date when i date you that's one of the first things I say. If your exes, like I do not play that shit. Like all your exes have to go because I'm not trying to lay next to you at any time of the day, to be honest, but let like one in the morning because my sleep schedule's off watching a movie and your fucking ex is calling you at one morning. To me, that that's a problem. Like you're clearly not over it or he's not over you, she's not over you, whatever the case may or may not be. Unless you're child together, okay, cool get that and but there's no reason to actually calling you at one in the morning and or to vent about his day to you or her day to you that's not moving on that's not okay with so and i know a lot of people why we were friends before then and we can be friends now okay that's cool like go find somebody then that's okay with that you know i've gotten into so many arguments with those who wanted to date and been like well that's stupid that's dumb like i've been friends with them way before you okay you don't have to explain that to me 
go find some. You'll find somebody who's okay with that. I'm just not. And I love the human aspect behind that. But this is about breaking up with sex. So, but I have, um, those are my real main things, breaking up with somebody. Is if I feel like that trust has been broken, gaining that back, it's pretty much slim to none. Like, I may, like, be like, okay, cool, like, talk to you here and there. But I'm not going to die right back relationship because you decided to flirt with them or an ex hit you up and you decided to flirt with them or some other dude decided to message you and you decided to flirt with them because you felt like I was cheating or you felt like I was doing something. You went and did it. When in reality, now we got a problem because you went and did something you thought I was, but you wanted to communicate with me. I've had that happen a lot as well. And again, like I said, 100% trust going into it. But if 1% of that just drops, chances are it's going to keep declining and keep declining because I'm marinating in my head constantly and constantly and constantly. And that is just the biggest thing is if I feel insecure because you led somebody else on to make them believe that there is something, an opportunity. It doesn't matter what that opportunity is. If you led somebody else on to make them believe that there is something going on or they have a chance done. Yeah, that all makes sense. Rings true for me in a lot of situations as well. Um, and, you, and you spoke in there about, you know, sort of what a lot of the challenges were to me. And I think in my situations as well, it really comes back to communications, right? Like I really don't know that people change people grow or we hope people grow but i don't know if some of those core values um that guide how they relate to people change or can change on the spot like it's gonna if that's how somebody's been acting or feels they can act um that's gonna take some time and you know if somebody promises you they'll stop doing this or stop doing that tomorrow um my experience is that that doesn't happen. Um, some form of it still happens or some form of it stealthily happens. They start doing it on the sly or less overtly. Um, so to me, it's about, you know, trying to establish some boundaries and having them respected, but all that's come, comes down to communications. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. How how is the communication part of it work with you? Are you able to sit down and have a rational conversation and say, this is what bothers me and this is what I need? Um, or I hear that that's what bothers you and this is what I can offer. Or is it usually in a torrid fight that ends up in screaming and walking out the door and it, yeah, okay. it's, it's typically resolved revolved, re, resolved into a fighting situation. And I have one, one ex where I could talk to them about things, and we were dating at them. But me, like, I felt like I was the one that didn't want to talk about it because well, that was on me, you know? And But then others, when I tried to communicate, like I had one where her – her ex would call nonstop only on weekends or drunk, drunk. And I'm like, you can answer that. And she'd be like, Oh no, it's okay. It's just a friend. Okay. Turn the phone over constantly all the time. And then I thought it was an ex and I would try to talk 
who are about to be like, look, you know, when we went on our first date, it was a big thing to me. All you had to do was tell me the truth. And right there, the fact that that's your, that's your window right there. You know, what I mean? you know what I'm looking for. You know what it is. And the fact that you looked to me. And then when I, when I said you can answer that, oh, no, it's, a, it's just this. It's not an ax. I don't talk to him. Um, that really got to me. And when I tried to talk about that and the individual was like, no, I'm not going to get rid of them. Okay, cool. Keep talking to him because I felt like that was a slap in the face, you know. And then, and then there's others, you know, obviously who like even if even if you try to talk to them, they flip out. You ever had that where they get mad like instantly, like if they're like they're guilty, and that's the key sign of obviously something is going on. You you, you oh, just yeah. lose your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand. I like did, all I'm trying to do is ask you, what is the situation I did a about? Terrible thing once. I admit I did a terrible thing once. And had somebody denying and denying and denying and denying. But I just knew, I just somehow knew in my gut that something wasn't right. So we'd sort of had a party night. We'd each had a few shots. He'd had a few more shots and he was a little bit passed out. And the terrible thing I did, and I regret what I did, but it gave me the answer I was looking for. I knew the password to his cell phone because we would often beam music from the phone to uh, a Bluetooth speaker. So I got in the phone, and I went to the messages, and it was all there. Everything. See, I get tight in the throat talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad mm-hmm. about it. <clears throat> Everything was there. Everything I had predicted, everything I ex- had expected, the exact people that I thought it was, and he had denied all of it. All of it. So, like, the, technically what I did is illegal. And, hmm. uh, you know, it, um, I mean, I think it could be argued. It's like, well, he gave me his password for the purposes of uploading music or beaming music to the Bluetooth. But what I did is technically illegal. But, man, it gave me what I needed, and I got out. I got out. Hmm. It's, it's crazy. Now, crazy thing is we're actually still friends. Um, really still friends. There's no sexting. There's no texting of mm-hmm. pictures or anything. We had a really great connection on other levels, but I just now I know I can't trust him about us. Yeah. Uh, but we can talk deep and great about other things. So we still, we still say friends. I don't know if maybe that's the thing in the gay world more that it, uh, guys often say friends. Yeah, that's in what a non-sexual way. In the gay community, you know, notice a lot more people say friends than the straight community. Um, I've noticed that a lot. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's a big there's a big difference. Why do you think the communications don't work? Is it because people know they can't change, know they don't want to change, or they're just not really hearing what you're needing? Well, it's both, or all three. I mean, I mean. Let's say you know you're 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 around you're older old enough to know better you're over right I mean for what since you're about fourteen fifteen you kind of start learning your way twenty you're setting your way thirty you're like this is who I am and if you have an issue with something that's going on you don't want you're like oh, this is who I am now I got to change everything the past fifteen plus years of life to try to make it work with somebody I mean that's a big commitment that you're asking you know and the fact that you it's a decision, you know, some people just don't want to change. 
or find somebody that's okay with the little games they play. You know, and then when you want to argue about stuff, because, man, it all pretty much just boils down to you either click or you don't. You're either going to or you're not. They're going to drop the bullshit or you're not. Like, right away. Like, if you're not ready to date somebody and you try to date, it's going to show that you're not ready for it. Because your actions are still going to be presenting themselves as if you're single. And I think that's part of the issues with the dating world is so many people are dating because they're lonely or they're bored. It's because they actually want to date or they just don't want to feel guilty for being a slut or a whore on a guy's end or a girl's end. You know, those words, those words go both, both ways to both genders. They want to, they want to date somebody just so they can fuck a lot rather than just being like, Oh, we had sex and we were dating. So technically I'm a whore, you know, uh, that that's where I still, find that one a diff- I, I still find that one a difficult one actually so when you're not technically seeing anybody or with anybody but you're still a free spirit right you're still free so you might see somebody on Saturday night you might see somebody on Friday um, you might see somebody midweek each different but then something triggers and you sort of feel that you want to be with just one of those people and see if you can make a go of it. Um, what's sort of a conversation for you around that? Or when do you sort of, I, I, like, I think the very first dates, the first one I really, I really make a point to pay attention because I think there's a lot there. You know, when somebody's covering something up, you know, when they change the subject, um, you know what you know what's free and easy for them to talk about. You just know. Yeah. A lot and, of the um, red flags are there in the beginning, and a lot of people just want yeah. to avoid them, but they are there. If you if you do that, if you really pay attention to the first date, they're there, and then you'll know what they are if you go on a second date, and you can kind of touch topic on what it is that you kind of stole those red flags with, and then you'll see them be confirmed on the second date. And I think right then and there is the decision that people need to make, and. I've jumped into relationships where I felt uncomfortable. I knew the person was lying, but that was on me. So I couldn't be mad at that person. You know, I was like, I knew the signs were there, but I maybe thought that, okay, cool. Maybe they just will change and they haven't. And I think we've all done that, but I know. And that's a horrible thing. You should never assume. Yeah. Yeah. The red blinding. You think that is like, Oh, but that's not, that's not, that can't be real. I'm just pretending that that's there. It's like, mm-hmm. exactly. That's real. exactly. They're very real. And it's especially if you genuinely like the person, but it's a couple red flags and those flags aren't like something little. I feel like the red flag alerts are your subconscious and your sixth and saying, no, this person totally. is not going to change this at all. That's why this red, this is a yellow flag where it could be, eh, they'll change it for the right person. You know what I mean? Or, or it, it can happen. A red flag is like, nope, this is something never changing. And I have that is something they never will because I'm thinking I will I'm thinking back on some of the years and I have thought back on some of this where their, their flags were showing and still to this day they're still that same thing. It's because they won't change. Red flags will never change. Yellow flags, yes. And like I said, when you're sitting there, your sixth sense will kick in. And that's where you're like, I'm going to ignore that flag because I think that can change. And a lot of people need to know the difference between a yellow and a flag. 
and follow yeah, through with I that. That's Understand that's that, that, hey, this yeah. is a red, this is not going to change. They are not going to be like, oh, it's not a challenge. And I think a lot of people think it's a challenge. Like, oh, I make them, I'm going to be the one. No, you're not. You're just not. Yeah, that's so true. We got to do a show about that sometime, just about your sixth sense, whether it's with somebody else or whether it's with uh, a situation that you're in out in the world, if it's with something mm-hmm. at work. We should talk about that sometime. Just what are the six senses and how do they really resonate? Because you and I are attuned to them. But yeah, I think in a and over the years, it's I've just stronger. Like I can walk into a place now and it's not like I'm a medium or psychic. You can feel the vibes when someone talks. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Not even going to try, not even going to entertain this person. They can, they can speak one sentence and you're like negative. It's just, you're not going to deal with it. Yeah. We're taught to be nice to everybody. We're taught to talk to everybody. We're not taught at all about sixth sense, and mm-hmm. it really is. Um, we all have it. Like you say, you're not a psychic. You're not a medium. No, you're not. Neither am I. Neither is every. Neither is anybody. No, yeah, really. But we all um, have them. But we do all possess. We've talked a lot on our other shows and on our Stephen Urquintalo two-hour shows on Saturdays. We've talked a lot about energy, and we all have it. But you do have to practice being attuned to it. And in a nutshell, I think it is when you hear that little voice in your head, when anything triggers you to say, mm, I'm not sure about what to do in this situation, then, then that's a sign. You know what to do. The opposite of what mm-hmm. the situation wants you to do is just don't do it. Follow your gut. Listen. They say listen to your heart. Whether it's your heart or listen to your head, uh, it's your energy. It's your energy. It's the vibration between you and the situation created uh, by the mass of people together or the other person and, and you have to listen to it. We will definitely talk about that in another time. What about second chances? How do you work on second chances? Do you give them? Do you even entertain them? Second chances are better if you actually give it time, like a lot of time, like a year plus so time to where you both can really change into that being like, if you really think about, man, that person was right. I really was this way. And I am this way. Is it something I can fix or do self-improve? And I feel like if you do self-improve and you do better, I better myself every day, you know, so a year time, I'm better than what I was. I may not be better for that person that I was dating, but I grew as a person and I'm happier with me. Now, if you take that time away a year, two years, and you end up finding each other, talking in, whatever the case may be, um, something may click and you're like, oh, wow, like you, you, you really had a lot of self-growth. You're not that person anymore. And I think then something could work. I don't think a month breakup is going to change anything. Like you said, when they're like, oh, I promise I'll be better. No, 15 years you've been this way. You're not going to change in 30 days. It's going to take a lot of progress and a lot of time. And I think that could work, definitely. But I feel like time is what's going to allow that to work. Not not a month, not a week, not even three months. You know, because, again, you've been that person for so long. And then you have, then you now have the turmoil or whatever caused you guys to break up. That's going to be lingering within. And that's not going to make anybody change or that's not going to make you forgive that person. You could forgive them, but that, that, that hatred or whatever the case may be, every situation is obviously different from just not working out or cheating. You know, you're going to hold some type of animosity yeah. towards the person, but it depends on the level of what that is. 
but yeah, I do think it can. I do think it can. Um, but it's, it will take a long time, like at least a year, two years, maybe even longer. And yeah, come agree. back and talk. And, you know, I've had exes come reach out years later and talk and we're like, wow, I could tell you have changed. You are a better person. And we never pursued anything, but I could see, I, I could hear it in their voice and I could hear how they are and I could see the mannerisms, you know, like, wow, like, cool. Like, I wish you were this person years ago, but it just is what it is when it comes to that. But I do think it can. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately. Yes. I do yeah. think that can happen. And I, and sort of hearing what you talked about there, I do think when you break up, you have to break up so that you can see those beautiful differences when you decide to, to, to maybe explore things again. Because I think, like you said, if you, if you stay in contact with each other in the weeks and days after, neither one of you is, is really giving yourself space from the other to grow and develop. You're still seeing those patterns that broke you up. Um, you're still hearing that angst in the voice or you're still maybe seeing or feeling mm-hmm. or, or getting those red flags. Um, so if you're constantly still in each other's face, I don't think you can see that growth. And you need to, I believe you need to mourn the breakup, even if it needed to happen. It's still sad. On some level, there was love. There has to be, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be, whether it's a physical attraction, some parts of them were, you know, uh, you were attracted to their mind or their brain or some of the conversations you had, mm-hmm. but then there's just too much other stuff. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I sort of feel you have to go cold turkey for that year. Oh, you do. Absolutely. Reach out. Because yeah, then absolutely. that's when everybody can look at the, the change in themselves yeah. and in others. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same thing that happened to me with the guy and the guy and the phone. Um, we reconnected after a year of almost silence about this time last year, last uh, mm-hmm. like just quiet. And we had both changed. Mm-hmm. Still don't know for sure about the honesty best. part, but on other parts, could definitely see and feel a change. It was in the words that we wrote. It was in the words that we mm-hmm. spoke. Um, and we sort of romanced a bit through the holidays and into the new year. Then we both sort of decided that we both changed, but that didn't mean we needed to be together. We could yes. now still be friends and respect one another. But, and that was great because it makes the friendship easier, but we, we don't need to be together and we just wish the best for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what that change brought. That change brought a closer friendship. So that's good. And at least changed to that to that mannerism. And I do believe that like you have to, you can't be like, Oh, we broke up. Oh, I can change. Let's check in every three weeks with each other. No, 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 no. You literally have to cut cold Turkey and change. And then I'm not saying, you know, and then if you guys reunite, you reunite, don't force that reuniting either. Cause if you force it, you're again, you only changed for that person. You didn't change for you a true heartful change. Like you said, when you started talking to your ex again, you could hear it in the words, you could feel it. You know, it wasn't a actual change to be with each other again. It was a true self interchange. Yeah, exactly. And when I when I broke out of a, a thirteen year relationship, I made a decision that unless somebody really moved my world, that I was gonna take at least a year off to 
honor the 13 years, whether they were good or they were bad, but really to honor myself and really try pay attention to what do I need to do? How am I going to move forward? What do I want people to see and know about? Um, and that was a long time. And it, it was almost a year uh, before somebody came into my life. Again, it was the same guy um, that we've been talking about. And uh, I'm so glad that I did because I, I, I learned so much about me in that time. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It's never easy. It's never easy, even, if, even with the red flags there. It's never easy because I think the red flags are like, God damn, I saw that. I knew that. And I decided to play anyway. Yeah. And that, and that really is ultimately just it. Like if you see him and you play it, you kind of only have yourself to blame at the end of it. So, but yeah, uh, if you want to wrap this up, you know, we have right now, we pretty much have to end this. So, Again, guys, I want to thank everybody, and I want to thank Kevin's insight. Um, I love these thirty sec, these thirty minute interval things that we're doing, whatever we're doing. I really enjoy these. They go quick. They're to the point. Um, kind of get a little bit of venting off of our chest too. But I want to thank everybody for coming in. I want to say good night, and don't forget, guys, the Saturday live on Facebook and on Blog Talk Radio, two hour birthday bash can be a great time. Kevin, again, thank you. You're amazing, and have a good night, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.